everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Knicks continue to look at the trade market, trying to find different players that they can add to this roster. And with the Julius Randle injury looming above us, the Knicks are even more motivated to get a trade done. We've already heard about the talks that the Knicks have had with the Atlanta Hawks regarding DeJounte Murray. But that may not be the only player on the Hawks the New York Knicks are targeting. According to one NBA insider, he notes that the New York Knicks could potentially trade for Bodan Bogdanovic. We're going to break down why the Knicks may be interested in him and so much more today. But before we get started, guys, about 78% of you watching this video right now are not subscribed. We are on the road to 10,000 subscribers and we could really use your support. If you love daily Knicks content, go ahead and hit that subscribe button now and make sure you have notifications turned on so you don't miss a second of the new content. And now, let's get started. The Knicks could target the Hawks, Bogdan Bogdanovic. We already knew for the last few weeks that the Knicks and the Hawks were having exploratory talks to potentially trade for DeJounte Murray. We heard AJ Griffin briefly mentioned. We even heard Clint Capella mentioned. But nowhere on any report that I've mentioned or covered had mentioned Bogdanovic from the Hawks being a viable option for the New York Knicks. But at least according to Bleacher Report's Zach Buckley, that's exactly what he's suggesting here because he's mentioning that the New York Knicks are actually looking to move Quentin Grimes and there are a number of teams interested in trading for him. And according to him and Ian Bagley, they note that the Knicks are reportedly actively fielding offers for Grimes. And teams like the Houston Rockets, Atlanta Hawks, Utah Jazz, and Memphis Grizzlies are among the teams that have already expressed interest in trying to trade for Grimes. Grimes isn't having a great year. He's only 23 years old and still has a season plus left on his rookie deal. He will not be difficult to deal. Per Buckley, here's the trade that he wants the New York Knicks to make. He wants the Knicks to trade Quentin Grimes, Evan Fournier, a 2025 first-round pick, top four protected via the Milwaukee Bucks, and a 2024 second-round pick via Utah or Cleveland to the Atlanta Hawks for Bodan Bogdanovic. Bleacher reports Zach Buckley gives the following reasoning why he wants the New York Knicks to make this trade. New York's bench has struggled to provide consistent offensive production since the subtraction of Quickly and the addition of Bogdanovic would immediately fill that void. He's a capable, self-sufficient scorer who can generate scoring chances for others, but he's also a long-range sharpshooter who could move well without the ball, meaning he could both perk up the Bockers' bench and thrive along their stars. Shout out to Zach Buckley of Bleacher Report for giving us this update and potentially what he thinks the New York Knicks are going to do with Quentin Grimes. As we noted on this channel a few weeks ago, we dropped a number of videos about it already. Quentin Grimes is apparently available for trade. The Knicks have been fielding offers trying to see what player they can get back in exchange for Grimes. And as we just noted, as you just saw, the names of teams that are interested in Grimes are the Hawks, the Rockets, the Jazz, and the Memphis Grizzlies. All of them have expressed interest in trying to trade for Grimes. So clearly there's a connection there for the Hawks, 
to want Grimes. And if that's the case, that's why Buckley made the following trade offer, where the Knicks would send off Grimes, Fournier, a 2025 first round pick and a 2024 second round pick over to the Hawks in order to get Bogdan Bogdanovich. Now, if you're asking me, if that's the package you're willing to give up for Bogdanovic, why not just add a couple of other picks, maybe another piece, and get yourselves DeJounte Murray, and maybe a couple of other particular players if you want to as well, because that's what you need to do right now. We are in a position of need, absolutely without question. Randall injured, potentially out for six to eight weeks. Before his injury, we needed help for our bench. Now, after his injury, we not only need bench help, we need starting help as well. If you're trading with the Hawks, go out and get DeJounte Murray and Bogdanovic. Or go out and get DeJounte Murray and AJ Griffin. But if you're willing to give up this many assets for Bogdanovic, who I love, I think he's a great player, sharp shooter, he would definitely help this Knicks team. But he's not the only player you should be going after, especially if you're trading with the Hawks. The Hawks are sellers. They want to get rid of a lot of players. If you're already interested in DeJounte Murray and you want Bogdanovic, why not just get them both? Make a trade offer that will get you both of those players so that way they can help you today, now, in the postseason, and also in the offseason when you're looking to make that trade for a star, all-star, or superstar. Because let me tell you something. Bogdanovic and his shooting and DeJounte Murray, his defense, the way he can playmake, and how those two will likely look under Tom Thibodeau and the way they're going to be coached, I think their value is going to increase and it's only going to help the Knicks down the road to get the player that they really want and covet. And the thing is, if you can't get Murray from whatever the reason may be from the Atlanta Hawks, then you shouldn't go after other players that they have and give them a similar package that you would potentially give them for DeJounte Murray. Because when you do that, you're placing more value on that player than the player that you want. Because if you're willing to give up the same package for Bogdanovic that you're willing to give up for DeJounte Murray, then the Hawks are going to say, why am I going to do that for DeJounte? I could probably get more for DeJounte elsewhere and just give you guys Bogdanovic if the trade package is similar. That's why, in my opinion, even though Zach Buckley, I understand where he's coming from. I understand why he wants the New York Knicks to make this move because they really need bench help. And he would be one of the best pieces to get off the bench because of his shooting, the way he plays. And like they said in the article, he could start, he could come off the bench. Either way, he would help this Knicks team thrive. He wouldn't disrupt the chemistry. If anything, he would support it. He would help it. He would help the stars. But honestly, why am I giving up this much and not getting another player in return from the Hawks? Why am I not adding to this trade offer to try to get a player like DeJounte Murray and Bogdanovic on my team or DeJounte Murray and Clint Capella on my team? I don't like Clint Capella, but maybe you need him now given the fact that Randall's down and Mitchell Robinson's status is still in a question mark. So because of that, maybe they do go after Clint Capella. I don't like it, but maybe that's the path ahead. Or maybe not. Maybe they still go after A.J. Griffin. What I'm trying to say is there are so many names left on the board, not only for the Hawks team, but across the league, league-wide, there are still players on the board that would fit better than Bogdanovic and probably cost less. And if you're the New York Knicks, you're not trying to overpay. You're not trying to give up a lot of assets for any player. If you're the Knicks, you want to get a player that helps you now and later, that's impactful, that you don't have to pay a lot for. And I think that's what the New York Knicks are targeting right now. So I understand it. I can get why a lot of NBA insiders have the New York Knicks making an impactful move by the trade deadline, making a move that trades away Quentin Grimes, Fournier, and a couple of first round picks to get that player of significance. 
But that doesn't mean the Knicks are going to do that. Because if anything, as of right now, the Knicks look like one of the best teams in the league as presently constructed without any other move besides getting OG Ananobi. So they have all the justification in the world to make no move right now because of the winning. Winning changes what you do. That's always how it's been. When you win more, you start to second guess and question other moves. Why would you make a substantial trade if there's no need to make one because you're already winning at a very, very dominant rate? When that happens, you start to second guess your next move and what that next move should be. And if that happens, maybe they look at the buyout market, see who's available there. And depending on who's over there, they might add that player to the roster as an impactful addition. And again, if that's what they do, it's hard to argue with that when they've been winning. The only difference that I'm saying right now is they've been winning with Randall. Randall's set to miss four to six weeks. That's another significant change. Sometimes when that happens, it makes you change what you were going to do or think you were going to do. And I think in response to this ankle... And I think in response to this Randall injury, the Knicks absolutely have to make a move. It shouldn't be a temporary move, though. It should be. It shouldn't be. A, it shouldn't be a temporary move, though. It should be a move that's a little bit more permanent. It should be a move that can help you now in Randall's absence and also help you when Randall returns. And there's not a lot of players that check those boxes. So Leon Rose, Worldwide West, Gerson Rosas, the Knicks front office. They need to prepare themselves, look around the league, make sure they're giving fair value, but also giving enough value to get the players that they want. Because if they're still committed to giving a lackluster deal, then they're not going to get the player that they want. They're going to get a lackluster player that has no impact on this team. And if you're the Knicks, you're not trying to give up anything for a player that's not going to help. If the Knicks make a trade before the deadline, it's going to be for a player that they feel will help them now and in the future and somebody that did not cost them a lot. Because as Ian Bagley stated early on in an article he dropped today, he mentioned that the New York Knicks have no problem at all standing pat if they feel that this roster doesn't need a change. And I'll tell you one thing, life after Julius Randle starts tonight against the Charlotte Hornets. If the Knicks continue to win without Randle, the Knicks might not make a trade after Randall's injury. If the Knicks don't look so hot or they lose or they continuously lose without Randall in his absence, then I think that's going to motivate the Knicks to make a move. It really all depends on what this Knicks team does. So if you're on the camp of making a move, then if the Knicks lose, they're going to make a move. If you want them to keep Pat and remain with who they have, then if the Knicks continue winning, that's exactly what's going to happen. One thing for sure though, I'm very, very curious to see what the Knicks do moving forward. Are they going to pursue another move before the trade deadline? Everything would point to yes, considering the fact they still have Evan Fournier. Though, they could potentially ride it out with Fournier and do the same thing they tried to do this season with them next season. Try to flip them in the offseason for another player. And they can do that by exercising his option. Again, will they do that? That still remains to be seen. In my opinion, I would trade him now before the deadline, get better now, prepare for the playoffs, and then see what the gaps are after the playoffs to this year, and then fill in those gaps in the offseason. But that's, in my opinion, what I would do. What about you guys? What do you think about this situation? And would you entertain a potential trade for the Hawks' Bodan Bogdanovic without trying to get DeJounte Murray? Let me know in the comments below, guys, because honestly, I would love to hear from you. But that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go ahead and smash that like button. Leave a comment below. And of course, guys, please subscribe to the channel. Until next time, Nick fans.
Peace. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.